Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's really helping you grow in the Lord. But I just wanted to take a second just to talk about this great tool that I've been using to bring the Word of God to people. Anchor is a tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and a lot more. So it's really been helping me reach people that I can't go to their house and actually teach them a Bible study. So it's everything you need in the podcast in one place. The best of all, Anchor, and it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan. Yeah, and I'm excited for everyone who decided to have a Bible study with me today. Well, for today, we're going to be doing a Bible overview. We're going to be taking a step back and looking at the Bible in a whole, so that way we have an understanding. We're going to be going through each one of the books of the Bible, and we're going to talk about who wrote it, what the book is actually about, where it was written, when it was written, why it was written, and an outline about it, and some of the key verses in each book throughout the Bible. So I'm excited about this, so we're going to dig right in, starting with the first five books of the Bible, the Pantheoch, or the Torah. The Pantheoch contains stories about the creation of the world, the flood, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the children of Israel in Egypt, the exodus from Egypt, and the time the children of Israel spent in the wilderness before entering the Promised Land. The books also record the law God gave to the people on Mount Sinai, which laid down the regulations for sacrifice, worship, and daily living. So we're going to start with the first book, the book of Genesis. And of course, Genesis was written by Moses. And what it's all about is the beginning, the creation of the earth, and how God formed a relationship with the first people who walked on earth. It was written in Egypt and Canaan. And when it was written was around 1446 B.C. through 1406 B.C. Why it was written was to demonstrate that God is sovereign and loves his creation. That's the theme of the book as you read it. The outline of the book, the first 11 chapters, deal with creation, the fall of Adam, and the flood of the earth. And 12 through 25 deal with Abraham and his covenant with God and his relationship. And 26 through 36 deal with Isaac and Jacob. And 37 through 50 tells us the story of Joseph. And some of the key, the key verses, there's a lot in Genesis. But we're going to focus on Genesis 17 and 7. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. So that's an overview of Genesis. It kind of walks us through God creating to Adam and then it shows how he chose Abraham and Isaac and Jacob to carry on as the tribe of Israel, his chosen people. And the next book we come to is the book of Exodus, which is also written by Moses because he wrote all of the first five books. And what it is about is the deliverance from slavery. 
It was also written in Egypt and Canaan, and it was written between 1446 BC and 1406 BC. And it was written to show God's faithfulness to his covenant and also to provide Israel with the guidelines for holy living. And of course, it picks up with the life of Moses in chapters 1 through 7. And then we get to read about the plagues in Egypt in 8 through 13. And then the Exodus actually is from 14 to 18. And then we get the law from chapters 19 through 24. And 25 through 40 deal with the tabernacle and worship. And the key verse that we're going to focus on throughout all that is Exodus 3.14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God is the great I am. And this story echoes throughout the whole Bible about God breaking the chains of slavery. And that's the ultimate goal that Jesus Christ came to do. So the next book we come to is Leviticus, which is also written by Moses. And what it was all about was the laws and the sacrifices that they had to live by. And this book was written at Sinai and at Canaan. And it was written between 1446 BC and 1406 BC. Why it was written was to instruct Israel on how to be holy and to be a blessing to others. It was to teach them how to live. It was the law of God. The outline of this book is chapters 1 through 7 deal with the sacrifices, 8 through 10 deal with the priesthood, 11 through 15 deal with the clean and the unclean matters, and chapter 16 deals with the day of atonement. 27 deal with the laws for daily living. And our key verse is Leviticus 27 through 8. Consecrate yourself to be holy, because I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and follow them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. That is awesome. God is the one who makes us holy. The next book we're going to come to is the book of Numbers, the fourth book in the Bible. It is written by Moses. And what it's about is the census and the history. It's like giving us an accurate account of the tribes of Israel. This was written on the borders of Canaan, also between 1446 BC and 1406 BC. And why it was written was a reminder of what happens when people rebel against God. And the outline chapters of this one, 1 through 9, are the census. 10 through 12 is Sinai to Canaan. 13 through 19 are the spies in the rebellion. And 20 through 36 is them in Moab. The key verse that we're going to focus on in Numbers is the Lord bless you and keep you and the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Numbers 6, 24 through 26. And the last book of the Torah is Deuteronomy, which was also written by Moses. What it all is about is the sermons by Moses. And it was written in the plains of Moab between 1446 and 1406 BC. Why it was written was to remind the people what God expects from them. So the first sermon 
takes place in chapters 1 through 4, and it's a journey review. He's going over where they've come from. The second sermon takes place between chapters 5 and 28, and it is all about the laws that were handed down. The third sermon is from chapters 29 through 30, and it's all about the covenant. And the final farewells take place between chapter 31 and 34. The key verse that we're going to focus on today is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Deuteronomy 6, 4-5. through Very key scripture to the Israelites, and it was quoted by Jesus and still something we hold dear to us today as believers. The next selection of books in the Bible are the 12 historical books. And they continue the story of the people of Israel and the conquest of the Promised Land. And from the book of Joshua and the continuing cycle of disobedience in the book of Judges. The first kings and the United Kingdoms, the divided kingdoms, the Assyrian invasion, the Babylonian invasion, and the years in exile. And the return from exile during the Persian rule. So all that's going to be covered in these next 12 books, which are known as the historical books. So we'll start with the first one, the book of Judges. Now the book of Joshua's author was unknown. It's claimed to either be Joshua or Samuel. But what it's about is the historical conquest of the promised land. And it was written in Canaan. And it was written around 1300 B.C. Why it was written was to assure the people that obedience to God is rewarded. This is them receiving their promise. And in the outline of the book is chapters 1 through 12 deal with the conquest. 13 through 22 deal with the division of the land. And 23 through 24 deal with Joshua's farewell address. The key verse from this book is be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn away from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Joshua 1 verse 7. And the next book we're going to come to is the book of Judges, whose author is also unknown, but it is thought to be Samuel as well. And what this book is all about is the history of the tribes of Israel before they had a king and the different judges that rose up. It was written in Canaan, and it was written between 1400 B.C. and 1000 B.C. Why it was written was to stress the importance of remaining loyal to God. And the outline of the book is chapter 1 deals with the reasons for failure. Chapters 2 through 16 deal with the judges Othniel, Ehud, Samgard, Deborah, Gideon, Tola, Jared, Jephthah, Ebzen, Elon, Abdon, and Samson, of course, the most famous. And chapter 17 through 21 deal with the days of lawlessness. The key verses that we're going to focus on today in this book is, In the days Israel had no king, everyone did as they saw fit. Judges 21 through 25. The next book we're going to come to is the book of Ruth, which author is also unknown and thought to be Samuel as well. And what this book is all about is the story of a fateful foreigner. And it was all written in Canaan, 
and it was written between 1350 BC and 1000 BC. It was written to demonstrate the kind of faithfulness, godliness, and loyalty and love that God desires from us. The outline of the book, chapter 1 deals with Naomi and Ruth, chapter 2 deals with Ruth meeting Boaz, chapter 3 deals with the threshing floor, and chapter 4 is the marriage and the beautiful ending. And the key verses we're going to focus on is, But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Ruth 1 through 16. Boy, did she make out on that deal. <laughs> the next book we're going to come to is 1 Samuel, whose author is unknown. And you'd think this one would be recommended that it was written by Samuel, but we don't know that for sure. But it was written to record historical events and to show Israel's rise into having a kingdom. It was written in Israel and Judea around 1100 BC through 931 BC. Why it was written was to show how Israel got a king. The outlines of this book are chapters 1 through 7, deal with Samuel being a prophet and tells you his life story. Chapters 8 through 15 deal with King Saul and his rise to power and his fall. And 16 through 31 deal with Saul and David and show you a lot of David's coming to become king. And the key verse here is, But Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of the rams. 1 Samuel 15:22. And this book is followed up by 2 Samuel, whose author is also unknown. And what this one was written is for the same thing, to record the historical events of that time. And it was written in Israel and Judea between 1100 BC and 931 BC. And it was written to demonstrate the prominence of David's line. It was to show his lineage and his kingdom. The outlines of this book are David's reign in Judea, chapters 1 through 4. David's unites Israel in chapters 5 through 10. David and Bathsheba, 11 and 12. And family problems starting right afterwards in chapters 13 through 20. And we have the conclusion of this all in chapters 21 through 24. The key verse we're going to focus on this book is, I have been with you wherever you have gone. And I have cut off all of your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men of the earth. 2 Samuel 7 verse 9 The next book we come to on our journey through the historical books is 1 Kings, which the author is unknown. And what it's all about is the evolution of the kings. Where it was written is in exile in Babylon. And when it was written was about 561 B.C. through 539 B.C. Why it was written was to demonstrate the value of obeying and the danger of disobeying God. The outlines of the book are chapters 1 through 4 deal with King Solomon's reign. Chapters 5 through 8 deal with the temple's construction. Chapters 9 through 10 deal with the Queen of Sheba showing up. And chapters 11 through 16 deal with the kingdom splitting. 
and 17 through 22 deal with the prophet Elijah. And the key verse we're going to focus on is, So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. The words of King Solomon in 1 Kings 3 and verse 9. Of course, that book is followed up by 2 Kings, whose author is also unknown, and it continues the evolution of the kings. It was written also in exile in Babylon between 561 B.C. and 539 B.C. It was also written to demonstrate the value of obeying God. The outline of this book is chapters 1-8 through deal with the prophet Elisha, and 9-16 through deal with the kings of Judea and Israel. Chapter 17 through 21 deal with the fall of Israel. 22 through 23 deal with the King Josiah. And chapters 24 through 25 deal with the fall of Judea and the exile. The key verse we're going to focus on in this book is And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim. You alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. 2 Kings 19, verse 15. The next book we're going to come to is 1 Chronicles, whose author is unknown, but it is thought to be Ezra. And what this book is about is a review of King David's reign. It was written in Judea between 450 B.C. and 400 B.C. It was written to encourage the remnant. And the key verse that we're going to focus on is, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. 1 Chronicles 4 verse 10. And it's followed up by 2 Chronicles. Also, the writer is unknown but thought to be Ezra. And what this one is and what this book is all about is highlighting the kings of Judea. It was written in Judea between 450 B.C. and 400 B.C. And it was written to show the benefits that come from obedience. The key verse that we're going to focus on in this is, As for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken Him. 2 Chronicles 13, verse 10. And the next book we're going to come to is the book of Ezra. It was written by Ezra, and it is, and this book tells a beautiful story of resurrection and shows God's hand on His people. It was written in Judea about 1400 BC and it, why it was written was to provide a detailed account of the exile's return and the rebuilding of the temple. The outline of this book is chapters 1 and 2 deal with the exile's return, chapters 3 through 6 deal with the rebuilding of the temple, and chapters 7 through 10 tell you about the work of Ezra. The key verse that we're going to focus on is with praise and thanksgiving they sang to the Lord. He is good. His love to Israel endures forever. And all the people give a great shout of praise to the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Ezra 3 verse 11. The next book we're going to come to is Nehemiah, which was also written by Ezra. And again, this is all about the story of the Reconstruction and them coming back as a nation. It was written in Judea around 1400 BC. And why it was written is to show us the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. 
The outline of this book is chapters 1 and 2 deal with Nehemiah's return. Chapter 3 deals with the rebuilding of the walls. Chapter 4 through 7 deals with the threats and the persecution that they went through. Chapters 8 through 10 deal with the renewal of the covenant and them finding the book of the law. And chapters 11 through 13 continue to deal with the law. The key verse that we're going to focus on is Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some of those who have nothing prepared. This day is sacred to the Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. And the last of the historical books that we're going to come to is the book of Esther. Its author is unknown, and this is an awesome story of redemption and the triumph of God's people. It was written in Persia around 400 B.C., And why it was written was to demonstrate that in all circumstances, God is in control. The outline of this book is chapters 1 and 2 deal with the search for the new queen. And chapter 3 deals with Haman's plot. Chapters 4 through 6 deal with Esther's plan and how she's going to get out of that plot that he was putting up for the children of Israel. And chapter 7 deals with Haman's downfall. Chapters 8 through 10 deal with Esther saving the Jews and shows their triumph over their enemies. The key verse that we're going to focus on is, For if you remain silent at all times, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to the royal position for such a time as this. Esther 4 verse 14. Well, the next five books we come to in our overview is the books of poetry and wisdom. These five books include hymns, proverbs, poems, and dramas. They illustrate the creative ways the people of Israel express themselves to God and to each other. And the first book we're going to take a look at is the book of Job. Its author is unknown, and what it's all about is the story of perseverance. It was written in Mesopotamia, and when it was written is unknown, but they do think this book took place somewhere before the time of Abraham. So this should have been back in the book of Genesis, honestly. But why it was written was to show the sovereignty of God and to illustrate faithfulness in the midst of suffering. The outline of this book is chapters 1 through 3 talk about Job being tested and they show you Satan going before God and tempting him. And chapters 4 through 31 deal with Job's friends and his conversations with them. Chapter 32 through 37 deal with Elihu's speech, which is a good one. And one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is 38 through 42 deal with God's answer and it is a long portion of God speaking so I'd love to read that because you really get to see God's character in this conversation but the key verses that we're going to focus on is I know that my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth and after my skin has been destroyed yet in my flesh I will see him Job 19 verses 25 and 26 Now, the next book we come to is the book of Psalms. It's the biggest book in the Bible, probably the easiest to find. (laughs) And it had several authors. 
David, Moses, Solomon, Ethan, and a lot more people. But what it is all about is poetry and songs. It's a beautiful book. Anything you can read like when you're in a time of prayer or stuff like that, the book of Psalms is a great one to go to. It was written in ancient Israel between 1000 BC and 450 BC. Why it was written was to communicate with God and worship him. That's why I love to just read it as a way to worship God. They kind of divide Psalms into like five books. I think it's based on the authors. But the first one is chapters 1 through 41. The second one is chapters 42 through 72. The third is 73 through 89. And the fourth is 90 through 106. And the final one is 107 through 150. And the key verse is, My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Psalms 145, 21. All right, the third book we come to is the book of Proverbs, which was written by Solomon and some others. And it's all about the book of wisdom. It was written in Israel between 900 BC and 700 BC. And why it was written was to provide wisdom and guidance to God's children. Chapters 1 through 9 deal with the lessons in wisdom. 10 through 22 deal with the Proverbs of Solomon. 23 through 24 deal with other wise sayings. 25 through 29 is Solomon's wise sayings. And 30 through 31 were other Proverbs. The key verses that we're going to focus on is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6. The next book that we come to is the book of Ecclesiastics. The author of this book is also thought to be Solomon. This is another book of wisdom. It was written in Jerusalem around 900 BC to 500 BC. Why it was written was a search to discover truth. The outline of this book is chapters 1 and 2 deal with the meaning of life. Chapters 3 through 6 deal with life is not always fair. Chapters 7 and 8 deal with wisdom. Chapters 9 and 10 deal with no one knows the future. And chapters 11 and 12 deal with disobedience to God. The key verse that we're going to focus on is fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Ecclesiastics 12 verses 13 and 14. Now that brings us to the final book of poetry and wisdom, which is the Song of Songs, which was written also by Solomon and others. And what this is on all is about is a love poem. It was written in Jerusalem between 900 BC and 500 BC. And why it was written was to illustrate the joy of authentic love found in marriage. And the overview of this book is chapters 1 and 2 deal with the courtship. Chapters 3 and 4 deal with the wedding. And 5 through 8 deal with the lasting relationship. The key verses from this that we're going to focus on is many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot wash it away. If one were to give all the wealth of his house for love, it would be utterly scorned. Song of Songs, chapter 8, verse 7. And this book is also known as Songs of Solomon. 
All right, the next set of books that we're going to come to are the Major Prophets. They are not called the Major Prophets because of their message or quality, but rather because of the length of their books. So it's because of their quantity. The Prophets brought God's Word, which included warnings of judgment, warnings and hope for the immediate future, as well as warnings and hope for the distant future, and hope in the coming Messiah. The first of these books is Isaiah, which is written by Isaiah. What it all is, is a book of prophecy and judgment. And where it was written was in Judea, about 701 BC to 681 BC. Why the book was written was to convince the people that salvation was possible through repentance and hope in the coming Messiah. An outline of the book is chapters 1 through 39 deal with condemnation 40 through 55 deal with comfort in exile and 56 through 66 deal with the future hope the key verse that we're going to focus on is for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and prince of peace Isaiah 9.6 The second book in the Major Prophets is Jeremiah, which is also written by Jeremiah, and what it's all about is prophecy and judgment as well. It was written in Judea between 626 B.C. and 582 B.C., and why it was written was to warn Judea of their destruction and to remind them of their sin, and convince them to submit to the Babylonian invaders. An outline of the chapters is 1 through 10 are about Jeremiah, and 11 through 28 are the prophetic warnings. 29 through 39 is the new covenant, and 40 through 52 is the fall of Jerusalem. A key verse is, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 and 11. The third book in the Major Prophets is Lamentations, which the author is unknown and thought to be Jeremiah. What it's all about is a dirge poem, a lamentation. And it was written in Babylon about 586 BC. Why it was written was to express the despair of the people of Judea over the loss of their land, city, and temple. An outline of the book, The Sorrows of Captives, is chapter 1. Anger with Jerusalem, chapter 2. Hope and Mercy is chapter 3. Punishment, chapter 4. And Restoration, chapter 5. The key verse is because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations 3. 22 and 23. The fourth book in the Major Prophets is Ezekiel, which is written by Ezekiel, and what it's all about is a prophecy and warning. It was written in Babylon about 593 BC through 571 BC, and why it was written was to confront people about their sin and give them one last chance to repent and offer hope. An outline of this book is 1 through 3. Were about Ezekiel, chapters 4 through 24 were judgment of Judah, 25 through 32 are judgment of the nations, 33 through 39 are the end of the age, 
and 40-48 is the restoration of the temple. A key verse in this book is, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 36 and 26. And the last book of the major prophets is Daniel, which is written by Daniel. And what it is, is a prophecy and a prophetic book. It was written in Babylon around 605 BC through 535 BC. And why it was written was to convince the Jewish exiles that God is sovereign and to provide them with a vision of the future redemption. An outline of this book is Daniel and his friends in exile, or chapters 1 through 6. And then you have the visions of Daniel from 7 through 12. A key verse is in the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left for another people. It will crash all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. Daniel 2, 44. And now we come to our next selection of 12 books known as the Minor Prophets. They are also known as the Book of the Twelve in the Hebrew Bible. They are just as important as the Major Prophets, and they are called Minor because of the shortened length of the books. They also brought God's word to the people regarding judgment and hope. And the first of these 12 that we come to is Hosea. And what it's all about is prophecy and warning. It was written in Israel between 752 BC and 722 BC. And why it was written was to illustrate Israel's spiritual adultery and warn of destruction. The outline of this book is chapters 1 through 3 are the unfaithful wife, and 4 through 14 are the unfaithful nation. A key verse that we're going to focus on is because you have rejected knowledge. I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. Hosea 4 and verse 6. The second book we come to is Joel, which is written by Joel. And what it's about is prophecy and judgment. It was written in Judea, and we don't exactly know when it was written. But why it was written was to call Judea to repentance in order to avoid judgment. An outline of this book this chapter 1 deals with the locusts, and 2 and 3 deal with blessings and curses. The key verse in this is, And afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Joel 2.28 The third book in the Minor Prophets is Amos. It was written by Amos, and what it's about is prophecy and judgment. It was written in Israel between 760 BC and 753 BC. And why it was written was to accuse and judge Israel for unjust and lack of mercy. The outline of this book is chapter 1 deals with neighbors punished, chapters 2 through 8 deals with Israel's destruction, and chapter 9 deals with future hope. A key verse from this book is see good, not evil, that you may live. Then the Lord your God, Almighty, will be with you, just as you say he is. Almost 5.14 The fourth book is Obadiah, which is written by Obadiah. It's about prophecy. It was written in Judea about 586 BC, 
and why it was written was to prophesy against Edom. The outline of this book is the judgment of Edom, which is 1 through 9, Edom's violations 10 through 14, and Israel's victory 15 through 21. The key verse is because of the violence against your brother Jacob, you will be covered with shame. You will be destroyed forever. Obadiah 10. And now we come to the fifth book, which is Jonah. And it was written by Jonah. And what it is, is a story of God's mercy. It was written in Nineveh between 783 BC and 753 BC. And why it was written was to show that God loves all. An outline of this book is Jonah fleeing from God in chapter 1, Jonah's prayers in chapter 2, and Jonah's anger with God's mercy in chapters 3 and 4. A key verse is, I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Jonah 4, 2b. The sixth book is Micah, which is written by Micah, and what it's about is prophecy and judgment. It was written in Israel and Judah between 738 BC and 698 BC. Why it was written was to warn the people of judgment and to offer hope. An outline of this book is Judgment and Deliverance, chapters 1 through 5, and Confession and Restoration, 6 and 7. A key verse is He will show you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6.8 The seventh book in the Minor Prophets is Nahum, which is written by Nahum, and what it is is a prophecy and judgment book. It was written in Judea and Nineveh between 663 B.C. and 612 B.C. Why it was written was to pronounce judgment on Nineveh and the Assyrian Empire. An outline of this book is Judgment and Mercy, Chapter 1, and Nineveh's Destruction, Chapter 2 and 3. A key verse is the Lord is good, a refuge in time of trouble. He cares for those who trust him. Nahum 1, verse 7. Alright, the next book is Habakkuk, and it was written by Habakkuk. And what it is, is the book of prophecy and judgment. It was written in Judea between 609 B.C. and 598 B.C. to affirm that the wicked will not prevail and to remind Judah that God is in control. An outline of this book are Tough Questions, chapters 1 and 2, and Praise the Lord in chapter 3. The key verse is, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God our Savior. Habakkuk 3, verse 18. And the ninth book that we come to is Zephaniah, which is written by Zephaniah, and what it is is a book of prophecy and judgment. It was written in Judea between 641 B.C. and 628 B.C., and why it was written was to motivate repentance. An outline of this book is chapter 1 deals with the judgment of Judah, chapter 2 deals with judgment of the nations, and chapter 3 deals with the promise of restoration. A key verse is the great day of the Lord is near, near and coming quickly. Listen, the cry of the day of the Lord will be bitter, the shouting of the warrior there. Zephaniah 1 verse 14. The tenth book is Haggai, which is written by Haggai and is a book about prophecy and hope. 
Where it was written was in Judea, about 520 BC, and why it was written was to urge the people to complete the rebuilding of the temple. An outline of the book is Rebuild the Temple, Chapter 1, Blessings and David's Throne, Chapter 2. The key verse is, This is what I coveted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Haggai chapter 2 verse 5. And the next book is Zechariah, which is written by Zechariah. And what it is is a book of prophecy and hope. It was written in Judea between 520 BC and 518 BC. And why it was written was to give hope to the remnant. A breakdown of this book is chapters 1 through 8 deal with Zechariah's visions, and 9 through 14 deal with articles against the nation. A key verse is Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See your king coming to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foral of a donkey. Zechariah 9 and 9. And the final book in the Minor Prophets is Malachi. And Malachi is written by Malachi, and what it is is a book of prophecy and judgment. It was written in Judea around the 1400 BC. And why it was written was to examine Judah's actions and make sure God has priority. The outline of this book is chapters 1 and 3 deal with six prophetic speeches, and chapter 4 deals with the day of the Lord. A key verse is, But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. Malachi 4 and 2. Now that sums up the Old Testament, and now we're going to move on to the New Testament. And the first thing we come to in the New Testament is the four Gospels. And the four Gospels record the good news of God's plan for a Savior through the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Each writer has a particular method and style to communicate the life and message of Jesus Christ. It's almost like four different points of view on the life of Jesus. So Matthew is the first one, and it was written by Matthew, or also known as Levi, and it is the Gospel of Jesus Christ, written in Judea around 600 AD, and why it was written was to show Jesus as the Son of David and the mighty Messiah who fulfills the prophecy. It was written mainly to the Jewish people. And the outline of the book is chapters 1 through 4 deal with the birth and early life of Jesus. Chapters 5 through 20 deal with the ministry of Jesus. And 21 through 28 deal with the death and the resurrection. The key verse that we're going to focus on is, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 18 and 19. The second book of the Gospel is the Gospel of Mark, written by John Mark. It's another Gospel of Jesus Christ, and it was written in Rome around the 50s AD. Why it was written was to show Jesus as the suffering Son of Man sent to serve and not be served. A breakdown of this book is chapter 1, we have the introduction, 2 through 10, we have the ministry of Christ, and 11 through 16, we have the death and the resurrection. The key verse in this book is, Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, 
and whoever wants to be first must be a slave for all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark 10, 43 and through 45. And the third book is the book of Luke, written by Luke the physician. It is a gospel of Jesus Christ. It was written in Caesarea between 60 AD and 62 AD to show that Jesus as the savior of the world who has compassion for all human beings. The outline of this book is chapters 1 through 4 deal with the birth and the early life. Chapters 5 through 19 deal with the ministry of Christ and 20 through 24 deal with the death and the resurrection. The key verse in this is then he said to them all, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whosoever wants to lose his life will save it. Luke 9, 23 and 24. And the final book of the Gospels is John, written by John, the beloved disciple. It is also a gospel of the life of Jesus Christ. It was written in Asian Minor around 85 AD to 95 AD. And it was written to show Jesus as the Son of God and the Word made flesh who provides eternal life for all who believe in Him. An outline of this book is one gives us the introduction. Chapters 2 through 12 deal with the ministry of Christ. Chapters 13 through 17 deals with the private ministries and 18 through 21 deal with the death and the resurrection. The key verse is for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And this brings us to the book of Acts. The book of Acts is like the laboratory where we try our church experiments. If we can't find it in the book of Acts, then we probably should not be doing it in our churches today. Acts is the record of the radically changed acts or actions of the followers of Jesus Christ after the resurrection. Acts opens with an outflowing of the Holy Spirit and describes the missionary efforts of the early followers of Jesus as they spread the message of the gospel to Judea and Samaria. Acts also records the actions of the Apostle Paul as he and other courageous believers continue to spread the good news of Jesus to the Jews and the Gentiles of the Roman Empire. Acts was also written by Luke the physician and what it was all about is the history of the early church. It was written in Caesarea and Rome between 60 and 62 AD and why it was written was to record how the Holy Spirit acted through believers to spread the word of God. The outline of this book is chapters 1 through 7 are about Jerusalem and the breakout of the Holy Ghost there. 8 through 11 deal with Judea and Samaria. 12 through 20 deals with Paul's journey. And 21 through 28 deals with Paul taken to Rome. The key verse is, but you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1 and 8. The next portion of scriptures that we come to in our Bible are Paul's epistles. The Apostle Paul wrote 13 letters to young churches, pastors, and friends in order to guide, encourage, and correct them. Most of these letters serve a specific purpose or address a specific question or problem. The first epistle was Romans, and it was written by Paul. It was a letter to the Roman Christians. It was written in Corinth around 57 AD, and it was written to illustrate law, faith, salvation, and righteous living. 
A breakdown of this book is chapters 1 through 8 deal with Christian gospel, 9 through 11 deal with Israel, and 12 through 16 deal with Christian life. And the key scripture that we're going to focus on is Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transferred by the renewing of your mind. And the next book is 1 Corinthians, written by Paul, and it was a letter to the church of Corinth. It was written in emphasis around 55 AD to 56 AD. It was written to address the division and immorality and to encourage them to love each other. The breakdown of this book is that the divisions is chapters 1 through 4, morality is 5 through 11, spiritual gifts 12 through 14, and the resurrection chapters 15 and 16. Key verse from this book is love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, and it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 and 5. The next book is 2 Corinthians. It's written by Paul, another letter to the church of Corinth. It was written in Philippi around 56 AD. Why it was written was to defend Paul's call as an apostle and to address the deceivers. An outline of this book is chapters 1 through 7 deal with the apostolic characteristics, 8 and 9 deal with giving, and 10 through 13 deals with Paul's defense. Focus on is 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made complete about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. The next book we come to is Galatians, written by Paul to the church of Galatia. It was written in Asian Minor between 48 to 49 AD or between 54 and 55 AD. Why it was written was to warn them against legalism and to defend justification by faith as well as Paul's apostolic authority. The outline of this book is Paul's defense, chapters 1 and 2, justification by faith, chapters 3 and 4, and the Christian life, chapters 5 through 6. A key verse that we're going to focus on is, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Ephesians is the next book we're going to come to, written by Paul, a letter to the church in Ephesus. Paul wrote this while in prison in Rome between 60 AD and 62 AD to show believers what it means to be a follower of Christ and to encourage them in their spiritual walk. A breakdown of this book is Spiritual Blessings, chapters 1 and through 3, and The Christian Life, chapters 4 through 5. A key verse from this that we're going to focus on is, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not for yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. Philippians is the next book we're going to come to, written by Paul. It was a letter to the church in Philippi. It was also written in prison in Rome between 60 and 62 AD. It was written to express Paul's love and affection for the Philippians. An outline of this book is The Joy of Life, Chapter 1, Humility of Christ, Chapter 2, The Finish the Race, Chapter 3, 
and thanks and greetings chapter 4. The verse that we're going to focus on in this book is do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and deprived generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. Philippians 2 verses 14 and 15. Colossians is the next book we're coming to on our journey through the Bible. It was written by Paul and it was a letter to the Colossia. It was written in prison in Rome between 60 and 62 AD. Why it was written was to counteract heretical teachings and to exhort believers. A breakdown of this book is chapter 1 deals with thanksgiving, chapters 1 and 2 deal with the work of Christ, chapters 3 and 4 deal with finishing the race, and chapter 4 deals with the final greeting. The verses that we're going to focus on is, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Colossians 2 verses 9 and 10. Now we come to 1 Thessalonians, written by Paul, a letter to the church in Thessalonia, and it was written in Corinth between 50 and 52 AD. It was written to emphasize Christ's return and to stress commitment. A breakdown of this book is chapters 1 through 3 deal with faith and example, chapter 4 deal with living for God, and chapters 4 and 5 deal with Christ's return. A key verse is rejoice always, praying continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. 1 Thessalonians 5:16-22. The next book is 2 Thessalonians, written by Paul, another letter to the church in Thessalonia. It was written in Corinth between 50 and 52 AD. It was written to emphasize Christ's return and to encourage the believers. Breakdown of this book is chapter 1 deals with praise and encouragement. Chapter 2 deals with Christ's return. Chapter 3 deals with prayer and work. The key verses that we're going to focus on is we have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers, to keep away from every brother who is idle and does not live according to the teachings you received from us. 2 Thessalonians 3, 4-6 The next book we come to is 1 Timothy, written by Paul, a letter to Timothy. It was written in Rome between 62 and 66 AD. It was written to remove false doctrine and to suggest proper leadership for the church in Ephesus. An outline of this book is chapter 1 deals with trouble and emphasis, chapters 2 and 3 deal with church leadership, chapter 4 deals with false teachers, chapter 5 deals with discipline, chapter 6 deals with Paul's advice to Timothy. The key verses we're going to focus on is 1 Timothy 4, 12 and 13. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scriptures, and to preaching, and to teaching. 1 Timothy 4, verses 12 and 13. And then we come to 2 Timothy, written by Paul, another letter to Timothy, from prison in Rome, around 66 to 67 AD. It was written to encourage Timothy to remain faithful in ministry, even in the midst of suffering. A breakdown of this book is Thanksgiving, chapter 1, 
A Call to Remain Faithful, Chapter 2, The Authority of God's Word, Chapter 3, and Lead a Godly Life, Chapters 3 and 4. The key verses we're going to focus on is from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in christ jesus all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work second timothy 3 verses 15 and through 17. now the next book we come to is titus written by paul a letter to titus was written in Rome between 64 AD and 66 AD. It was written to encourage the church in Crete to do good works. An outline of this book is Instructions to Titus, chapter 1, Living the Faith, chapters 2 through 3, and the final instruction in chapter 3. The key verses we're going to focus on are, But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become his heirs, having the hope of eternal life. And the final letter from Paul that we come to is Philemon, written by Paul as a letter to Philemon written in prison in Rome between 60-62 AD. It was written to appeal to Philemon to forgive and receive Onimus, a runaway slave. And an outline of this book are the solutions in verses 1 and through 3, Philemon's love and faith, verses 4 through 7, Paul's appeal, verses 8 through 22, and the final greeting in verses 23 through 25 key verse that we're going to focus on is so if you consider me a partner welcome him as you would welcome me if he has done any wrong or owes you anything charge it to me i paul am writing this with my own hand i will pay it back not to mention that you owe me your very self philemon verses 17 through 19 the next section of scriptures that we come to in the bible are the eight general epistles they were written by other apostles and leaders, including Simon, Peter, James, John, and Jude. The general epistles were addressed to the early Christians to provide guidance, encouragement through persecution, and warnings of false teachings. The first of these epistles is the book of Hebrews. The writer is unknown, and it was written as letters to the Hebrew believers. It was also unknown where it was written, but we know it was written between 60 and 69 AD. Why it was written was to emphasize the superiority of Christ over the Old Covenant. The breakdown of this book is chapters 1-4 through 4 deal with the supremacy of Christ, chapters 5-10 through 10 deal with the New Covenant, and chapters 11-13 through 13 deal with the life of faith. The key verse that we're going to focus on is Hebrews 12 verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The second book we come to is the book of James. It was a letter to the Jewish believers written in Jerusalem around 49 AD. It was written as an encouragement to live out one's faith within the Christian community. An outline of this book are chapters 1 and 2 deal with living a life of faith, Chapters 2 and 3 deal with faith without works. 
Chapters 3 and 4 deal with speech and wisdom. And chapter 5 deals with wealth and prayer. Uh, Verses that we're going to focus on here are everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. James 1 verses 19 and 20. Now we come to 1 Peter, written by Peter, Letters to All Christians. It was written in Rome between 64 to 65 AD. It was written to call Christians to holiness. An outline of this book are chapters 1 and 2 deal with holiness and submission. Chapters 3 and 4 deal with suffering. And chapter 5 deals with advice for the old and the young. The key verse that we're going to focus on is the end of all things is near. Therefore be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. 1 Peter 4 verse 7. Next, we come to 2 Peter, also written by Peter. It was written as a letter to all Christians as well. It was also written in Rome between 64 to 65 AD. Why it was written was to warn against false teachings. And an outline of this book are chapters 1 and 2 deal with living like Christ and false teachers. And chapter 3 deals with the return of Christ. The key verse that we're going to focus on is, For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 21. And now we come to 1 John, written by John, letter to all Christians, it was written in emphasis between 85 to 95 AD. Why it was written was to emphasize the love in Christ. An outline of this book is Living in the Light chapters 1 and 2. Living in Love, chapters 3 and 4, and Living by Faith, chapter 5. The key verse in this book is, Whosoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. 1 John 4, verse 8. Then we come to 2 John, also written by John, Letters to the Elect Lady, written in emphasis between 85 to 95 A.D., Why it was written was to warn against heresy and false teachings. The key verse that we're going to focus on is watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. 2 John 8. And the next one is 3 John. They go together. (laughs) It was also written by John. It was a letter to Gaius. It was written in emphasis between 85 to 95 A.D., And why it was written was to praise Gaius for his loyalty to the truth and to criticize Detropolis and his pride. The key verse is, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are working in the truth. 3 John 4 And the final book in the general epistles is Jude, written by Jude as a letter to all Christians. We do not know where it was written, but it was written between 60 AD and 80 AD why it was written was to warn against heresy and the key verse is Jude 24 to him who is able to keep you from failing and to protect you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy and that brings us to the final book of the Bible the book of Revelations the book of Revelations addresses seven churches in Asia Minor Turkey today and it encourages believers who are experiencing persecution Revelations illustrates that God is in control and that all people were created to love and worship God. Revelations was written by John as a letter to the seven churches. 
It was written on the island of Potamos between 90 and 96 AD. Why it was written was to give hope to persecuted Christians and to provide a vision of Christ's return. An outline of this book is chapters 1 through 4 deal with the seven churches. Chapters 5 through 16 deal with visions. Chapters 17 through 20 deal with God's triumph. And chapters 21 through 22 deal with the new creation. A key verse we can focus on is, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Revelations 21 and verse 1. And that is an overview of the Word of God, the entire Bible. So I know it's kind of ongoing, like I'm just quoting off these facts to you guys, but it's important for us to have that bird's eye view of our Bible. And that we know where the book comes from, who wrote it, what time it was written. So that when we're talking to people, they understand that this is more than just a book. But it's a collection of historical documents from writers that are expressing what they experienced in their life. And of course, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So it's not people just writing off the top of their head, but it's actually what God inspired them to write down. So... Let's go to God in prayer today. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this time here in your word, God, and learning about your holy scriptures that you handed down to mankind. May this wisdom help somebody out there today and that they can have a clear vision of your word and where it comes from and why we need to study it so in-depthly. We worship you and thank you for everything that you've done, God. We love you, God, and we love your word. May it be a light in this dark world, God, and that it can light our path as we continue to be led by the Holy Spirit. We worship you and praise you, and thank you for everything. May you get the glory for everything that's done. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks everybody for joining me, and until next time, may God bless you.